Okay, so this is a lost episode. Uh, when converting the file and editing the clips, I lost some of the uh, material and had some playback issues. So these are some of the original files, unedited. So they, there's some little issues at the end. Uh, and there's a bad Kobe joke at the end from, from George P. But other than that, it's mostly the whole episode. It's just a small one. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, this is a uh, lost episode. We'll be back. We have a tournament preview. It may be a single shot uh, episode. Uh, my picks bonanza. Uh, the last one was so good that, of course, I have to do it again. So uh, enjoy this. Cowboys suck. All right, it's double shot. Uh, George P. And, and single shot. What's up? What's up? We just got done watching Clemson lose to uh, a horrible Miami team in the ACC tournament. It's, it's probably good for Clemson because they're going to lose tomorrow regardless. So <laughs> Maybe. I hope. Nah, they know maybe about it. Georgia Tech's taking this shit all the way. They got two best players in the conference. They're taking it all the way. I, I don't know about that. but They but, do. They got the ACC Player of the Year and the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. So what the fuck do you want? They're not even ranked. But any, uh, uh, well, that's not their fault. Anyway, Clemson's ranked and they shouldn't be. So uh, you you have a, a coach that seems like he's he's living in a tent somewhere in the damn you know, Appalachian Mountains who's never watched a game of basketball in his life. Well, at least he doesn't have any recruiting violations. Or... He's got – because he doesn't recruit. <laughs> he He's a below-average recruiter. Uh I can't say that about Passner. I mean, if it wasn't for last year or the NCAA letting Tech count that as their one year of probation where they canceled everything, then they wouldn't be even eligible to play in this ACC tournament this year. Yeah. But I digress. They're going all the way. Yeah, Brunel's big recruits are always transfers that suck at really small schools. Like, that. that's the players he gets. Clemson was supposed to be really good this year because they returned literally everybody from last year. And the ACC is bad this year. They don't have a team that's really good. And Clemson, I mean, you saw it. They lost by like 25 to Duke, who who was terrible this year. They lived up. They are who we thought they were. Yeah. Every year. Well, that one year they started out 17-0 and and then didn't even make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that was Brad Burnell, too. He's just, so. like I said, he, he looks like he never watched a game of basketball in his life. They they promised us year eleven was going to be different, but it's the same old shit. They are who we thought they were. I don't care what his buyout is. Just just buy the fucker out. Just get him out. Let me coach. Hell. But yeah, Clemson fans, tune in tomorrow at two thirty. That way you can uh, thank Brad Brownell for not having to take an ass whooping at the hands of Georgia Tech. <laughs> yeah. I think my two of Miami's uh, conference wins were against Boston College, who was the worst team in ACC history. They only have seven players on their roster. Miami, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. That's fucking crazy. And they just, they just won a conference tournament game against Clemson, what, the number four or five seed? Five, five yeah. That's a ranked team at that, so. Uh, hey. Yeah, we are. They were who we thought they were. <laughs> so, they should just kick Clemson out of the uh, NCAA tournament because. Clemson's not going to the NCAA tournament. There's no way. They're projected as a number four and five seed. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Does that mean Georgia Tech's going to be like a two seed? They're a top 15 team by ranking. That's fucking crazy. 
Yeah, ESPN, that Lenardi dude, had them as a three seed. That's fucking stupid. Obviously, he needs to be fired, too, because he knows what the fuck he's talking about. He doesn't about. have Ole Miss in the field right now. And Ole Miss won more games against ranked opponents than anybody. He hasn't even lost a game against ranked <laughs> opponents. Nine wins against quad one and two teams. Well, we'll see how they do tomorrow against South Carolina. Uh, that, they they beat them twice on. already. They'll beat them again. So, uh, <laughs> with that, we're going to get into uh, – we we may talk a little bit more about college basketball. The fit, the NCAA tournament is going to be announced Sunday. We we may do a couple of top five. We're going to talk about Dak's contract and and uh, some other stuff. So. That's a nice one. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about the state of Texas and in sports in Texas. I'm not going to mention Houston this time. Uh, we we all know they're racist and. And just terrible people in, in the <laughs> franchise, but we don't need to rehash that. Uh, but Dak, Dak Prescott just signed a contract for four years, a hundred and what sixty-four million dollars. Yep. A hundred and twenty-six million is guaranteed. Yep. And the first, uh, he's what, get he got ninety-five. He got ninety-five million just by signing. That's this year's money. Ninety-five million dollars. That's insane. Now, a lot of that signing bonus, but – and he did reduce his cap hit this year because he's not signing the tag, but, like, Dallas has cap issues. Their top six, seven guys are, like, 95% of their cap. And he's coming off that, that brutal ankle injury, too, so how do yeah. they know he's even going to be, like – And he's, like, 6-13 and 13 in his last, like, 19 games. Now, I would, I would take him over Andy Dalton. But beyond that, I would take Andy Dalton not making any money and and use that money on the league's worst defense, who gave up like thirty four, thirty five points a game. I mean, how many years has he been in the league now? Who? That five years. This is going to be, I think, his fifth or sixth year. His fifth. So I mean, he's got over seventeen thousand passing yards and one hundred six touchdowns. Who cares? But, a lot of that's a lot of that's when when they were down twenty points in the second half. Is dinking that time in the fourth quarter and prevent defense. That was half of his yards that one year. Dinking that. Well, I mean, I know I wasn't impressed with him when Georgia Tech laid it on him in the Orange Bowl. They were he was one and three last year before he got hurt. Like granted their defense is bad, but like he's not doing them any favors by they wasn't scoring. I mean sixty six million dollars signing bonus. Yeah. And so, that's only behind Patrick Mahomes, who I think he had like $75 million. That's fucking crazy. Some of these Cowboy fans were happy. I tell you, I was happy too because that means Dallas isn't getting any better. They have no money to get better. <laughs> that's so, fucking true. So, I mean, they're, they're going to have the same quarterback with the same overpriced, <clears throat> lazy running back. Yeah, and they got, they got Amari Cooper making $22 million. A year. I feel bad for Cooper, and I feel bad for C.D. Lamb because that's that's two talented guys I'd like to see play almost anywhere else. I don't, I don't really care for Amari Cooper. I think he's lazy too. But why? Wow, he's your Alabama boy. He can jump up north and play well, for, for that I, I Alabama just don't, team. He's not. He always makes a big drop in a big situation. He he's one of the worst Alabama wide receivers that came out. Well, I can with guarantee, the hype. I can guarantee you this. He won't ever drop a ball in a big situation again as long as he's got Dak Prescott throwing to him. Or as because long as they, won't, they won't have a big right because he ain't going. They ain't going to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, like they're they're two of their linemen were also big money makers. They they've already reworked their contracts. They just 
They they called Jerry a cap guru. That whole the dude's game. won what one or two playoff games since '95. I mm-hmm. mean, he's yeah. not that good about it. If you're if you're a football group. fan in Texas, in the state of Texas right now, what do you have to be excited about? Steve Sarkeesian? Is that it? I, I thought te- the Longhorn are racist too, aren't Jesus they? Jesus fuck! Well, there's been some allegations about their fight song and the tune that it's played to having some racial undertones, but I've yet to see any real evidence that it was uh, written in a racist manner. It came out like the early 1900s, the eyes of Texas. The eyes of Texas. So, who fucking knows? I guess my parents are racist too because they taught me the I'll be working on the railroad song when I was little. Apparently that's why it's racist because that song is steeped in racism. But who knows? That whole fucking state though. The only good thing though, I will say this. I saw this coming out of Texas is they're planning on having full capacity on April 5th for the Rangers' opening game. Yeah, I know, but... And, uh... I think... And they're not in requirements, I don't think. I think that is one of the requirements. you got to have a mask on. But, yeah, that whole fucking state... Yep, the eyes of Texas. It, it's been gaining a lot of momentum as being a uh, a damning racist song. So yeah, I really don't hold much stock in that because apparently Dr. Seuss was racist too. All he was. He's a Nazi. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he hated Japanese people. He hated blacks. He he wasn't a good person either. Wow. The eyes of General Lee are upon you. The eyes of Texas. So, Texas, like I said, they need to – I said Houston, they need to pick up Houston and just throw it. We should just cut that line out of Texas and just let it join Central America. I like Texas. I wouldn't mind living there. No, go ahead. You, okay. can, carry, you can carry your guns around everywhere. Well, man, <laughs> I mean, that would be nice. be nice. I mean, you got beach. You do? Good golf. No. Oh, shit. I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess that's a beach. Yeah, it's, it's part of the ocean, bro. That'd be a beach. I mean, they got good uh, Tex-Mex. I like Tex-Mex food. And I like... Some of their barbecue is good, but damn, they don't use any beans in their chili. Texas doesn't like beans just, in chili. It's just meat. It's not chili. Right. You gotta have beans in the chili. That's what I'm saying. Texas, they don't do anything right. I don't know. So, uh, anyway, I think we're done with Texas. Yeah, Dak, Dak's loving it right now. Good job. He, he finally conned them. You know, he only wanted like $32, $33 million two years ago. They said, no, nah, <laughs> we ain't doing that. And he said, okay, well, give me $37, $38 million last year. Nah, well, we don't want to do that either. Okay, well, then give me $45 million. Oh, okay. Well, well, how about we give you the most money guaranteed ever? Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. I I'm, I haven't even won but one playoff game, but yeah. I'll take that money. What a fucking joke. Speaking of fucking jokes, did you hear about this story coming out of Athens? Well, more specifically, Valdosta. Oh, about, yeah, about the cheating? Yeah, so... Well, they called out saving, too. They did, but not as much as Georgia. 
So, Rush Probst. What? Wasn't he a coach during his time at Bama? No, Rush Probst never coached at Alabama. No, I'm talking about uh, He Kirby. was a coach. Oh, yeah, they were bitching about Kirby when he was defensive coordinator at Bama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Rush Probst is currently head coach at Valdosta High School. Right. Um, You probably remember him. He was on that MTV show two-a-days where he coached at uh, Hoover High School, which was in Alabama. Well, there's a video come out where he's talking on a local podcast, and he makes accusations and claims that, that Georgia's paying players. Paying players. And one particular player that he named was Nick Chubb. Yeah. Who he said they gave him, I think it was three installments of $60,000 not to go to the draft and stick around for his senior year. Right. They, they gave him 180000 in three installments. Well, and you'll, you'll like this little tidbit. The guy who was supposedly handling all this money is a guy named Hugh Nall. You ever heard of him? No. He used to be a coach, an offensive line. He played offensive line at he Georgia. He played Georgia, yeah. But he used to be a coach at pretty three big-time schools in college football, TCU, Auburn, and one you'll like, Ole Miss. So I'm, I'm wondering how deep his ties go to the South, Southeastern Conference. I mean, how many of those teams is actually are actually cheating? But, I, I mean, mean. My thing is if Nick Chubb needed $180,000, why didn't he just go pro? That's a fair question. I think also, but his junior I mean, he year didn't get more hurt. The pros. Didn't his junior year he got hurt? Yeah, but so he maybe still he wasn't sure drafted. he would get drafted. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how much validity there is to this story because Rush Probst is a piece of shit. I mean, he didn't even. I mean, he get he was talking to two people. I don't even know if he knew there was a recording of this. I, I mean, like he didn't normally put it out. Well, no, I don't. Well, and I don't know what he has to gain from from talking about this. Um, if it's not true. I would imagine that Georgia and Alabama and whoever else he's talking about are going to sue the fuck out of him. Well, the NCAA can't investigate this because it's like a private thing. and like. But also, I'm, I'm looking forward to the reaction. So far, Nick Chubb's denied it. Nall acts like he doesn't know what they're talking about. The University of Georgia's playing dumb. And Kirby Smart has not commented on it from what I've seen. I mean, so, I feel like if it was not true that those people in that institution would be vehemently denying it and they would be lining up at a lawyer's office getting ready to sue the fuck out of this guy. I mean, I hope, I, I hope it was true and they can investigate, but I don't even think they they can investigate something like this. But we all know Georgia's full of bad people. Uh, University of Georgia, that oh, is. Absolutely. Yeah, University, University of Georgia's, they're just riddled with pieces of shit. I can't believe that didn't go there. Did that... Is he from Georgia? I don't know. He played at Mississippi State. Yeah, I know. I, I just don't know where he's from. I don't know where he's from either. Yes. One more thing about Dak and the Cowboys. Uh, if you if you remember my uh, my uh, draft pick for the Cowboys a week ago when I said they should just trade the pick, they might as well give the pick away now because they don't have money to pay the damn draft pick. So you might as well just let the Giants have that. That's that's fair. I'm Yeah. I don't know if they're going to let the Giants have it. They're not getting four first-round picks. So, you never know. We're going to find out. They're not getting four first-round picks. If our front office listened to my mock draft, they would probably hire me immediately as a general manager. 
if I navigated my way to get a team four draft picks in the top 20 without giving up any first-round draft picks in the future, our key players, like, they would be like, we got we to gotta hire this dude. He's, he's a fucking guru, you know? He's from Louisiana, dude. Dak. Dak. Dak's from Louisiana, yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. His name is Dak. You know what his real name yeah. is? I don't. I do not. Rain Dakota Prescott. Rain as is R A Y N E. Rain that Dakota sounds, Prescott. That sounds white as fuck. Yep. Well, oh, that shit. is that half a, white, was, I think. That was racist what I just said, wasn't it? He's got. Sorry. He's got to cross the railroad tracks to go to his <laughs> white grandparents' house, what he says. Oh, he's got white grandparents? Yeah. Oh, then it's not racist. Never mind. But then, but then to hang out with his black grandma, he has to cross the railroad tracks again. So. Which is normal in town. You got white people on one side of the tracks, black people on the other. Only in your world, dude. That's in that's in Easley, South Carolina. I mean, I live in Easley, and I got there's a Mexican family that lives in my neighborhood, and I think two black families live in my neighborhood. So what's the problem? Always, I'm, there's no problem. Just saying, it typically always separated. Nah. Well, here in the south. In the south, man. That. So, I mean, Dakota, or Rain Dakota Prescott sounds like a Louisiana <laughs> shit. Uh, and his siblings' names are even more screwed up. Jace, who died. Uh, anyway. All right, guys. Going to hit on some golf right now on the PGA Tour. Got the Players' Championship coming up this year. Uh, starts tomorrow. We all know that they got the first round in last year, and then uh, the pandemic took full hold, and they canceled it after that first round. So, for two years running, Roy McIlroy is your defending champion. Um, I know – I think he's got a pretty good chance of bringing it home this year. Really? Um, yeah, he's been playing pretty well. Okay. I mean, yeah, a few bad rounds here and there, but... He hasn't won in two years. Well, he hasn't won in two th- since 2019 when he was PGA Tour Player of the Year. Harris English has a better chance than he does. Fuck Harris English. I'm just saying. Well, I am saying, fuck Harris English. <laughs> um, But yeah, Brooks Kepka's already withdrawn for knee injury. Um, Danny Willett former Masters champion. He's got COVID, so he's not playing in it. And then the PGA Tour is trying to take a potential win away from last week's winner at the Arnold Palmer Invitational in Bryson DeChambeau. Why? Because he can drive it 400-something yards? They, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but if you haven't, you need to pull up a layout of hole 18 at Sawgrass. And they've instituted internal out of bounds so that because there's one strategy that was mentioned where he could actually tee off on the 18 tee box drive it across the far left portion of the lake that, that goes along the entire 18th hole and fly it up on the number 9 fairway where he would have a better angle at the 18th green that means you're good if you can do that well I tend to agree you can play the golf course you play what's presented to you and Bryson said that if grandstands were not an issue, he might think about doing it. Well, he can't now because the PGA Tour said no. Nope. bullshit. You want to know their reasoning, though, why they did it? Why? 
fan safety. There ain't not gonna be any fans. Seven thousand people are supposed to be there all week, and they're that's their fucking reason. Fan safety. I think it's bullshit. I think the PGA Tour is chicken shit, and I think Bryson should tell them to shove it up their ass and do it anyway. He should do it. They they don't penalize Patrick Reed for doing all that dirty shit he does. No. They don't penalize DeChambeau because he can drive it 700 yards? Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. So, yeah, internal out of bounds, which means if you hit it into that fairway and you're not playing that hole, then you're penalized, stroke and distance, which means you have to go re-tee another one. You'll be re-teeing your second shot and hitting your third one into the normal 18 fairway. So, bullshit call on the PGA I kinda, Tour. I'd like to see him win if he does that, if he pushes out and doesn't, then he should fucking be last. But if he if he tests them out and well, does it, he's not going to do it now. He should. Well, he's not. They're going to penalize so, him. Yeah. So if your pick is your pick is Rory. No, I don't think he's going to win. Who's your Who is your pick? Because I got my pick. I'm. I've said it earlier this year. I really like the way Spieth is playing. Jordan Spieth, God, if he yeah. can put through, if he can put together. He's been so good for 54 holes through the majority of his tournaments so far this year, and it's just that last round. If he can put a decent last round together, I think he's up there as a favorite. I think John Rahm, who was leading after 54 nope. holes, I think he's got a good shot at it this year. I, I got my pick. All right. Let's see. Patrick hear. Cantley. Patrick Cant- Cantley? Yeah. Yeah. He'd so he's a, a 2021 leader in strokes gained overall. Yeah. He's fucking yeah. good. So TPC Sawgrass, it, it exposes any holes in your game. It's a tough course. He don't have any holes no, right now. None. Not right now. He doesn't. <laughs> Patrick Cantley is my dude. He's been in the top five a lot this year. He has. He has. Uh, that Colin Morikawa, he's Colin, got a shot. That dude's pretty fucking good too. He's pretty fact, good. He's fun to watch. Before it was canceled last year, he shot sixty-seven or sixty-eight. What about one. what about your boy that was leading it after last year? Who? Uh, Matsuyama. I think he hey, shot nine under. Mats, dude, Matsuyama. He fucking tore that. I place think he's up. a thirty to one odds guy. They have Matsuyama thirty to one odds. He ought to be the one. But he's so- always he's always sniffing top ten, but he never pulls it together in a big tournament. You're right. He's fucking good. But one day he's going to win a major. I hope it's a Masters. That'd be sweet. He'd be the first ever Asian-born Masters champion. Yep. That'd so be pretty cool. Patrick Cantlay would be – he's my pick. Who's your dark horse? Or is that your dark horse? I was going to say Fred Couples, but he's not He's in. not playing in it. <laughs> my dark horse. You ready? Let's lay it on me. Tiger Woods. He's walking out of the hospital today. <laughs> He may fucking pick up his clubs and he don't have to move. <laughs> they let Paul Casey ride the damn golf cart. Why didn't they let him? Not Paul Casey. Who? Um, fuck. Well, his last name was Casey. Paul Casey is from Great Britain. This guy. Ah, what was his name? I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name though. It wasn't Paul Casey though. You sure? Yeah, Paul Casey's still playing pretty successful. Casey Martin. There you go, Casey Martin. Yeah. Casey Martin. They let that fucker ride around in a golf cart. Why don't they let you if you're injured? What if you get injured? They can just claim you got injured on hole one. They just let him ride around. The, the bad thing is, there's lots and lots of evidence of his like shattered vehicle 
and probably some x-rays of his poor little shattered leg. And so, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Who's your dark horse? Harry Higgs. thought you were going to say Harris English. No, Harry Higgs, a teammate of Bryson DeChambeau's at Southern Methodist a few years ago. The guy's hilarious. Um, he hasn't been too successful this year. I think he's missed like five of his last seven cuts. But he's due. So Harry Higgs is my uh, my dark horse to win the Players Championship this week. Well, we'll see. We'll see who's dark horse. Well, he got screwed last year. He was there as an alternate, and they ended up canceling the whole thing. So he didn't even get a chance to see if he would play or not. But he'd be there this year, and uh, I hope he does well. Harry Higgs. All right. So Players Championship this week, one of the big four tournaments there. The fifth major is what they say. Not officially. It's a major. No, it's not. Bullshit. It's not a major. There are four majors. U.S. Open, British Open, Masters, and the Players' Championship. And the PGA Championship. To me, the PGA Championship is bullshit compared to the Players' Championship. Why do you say that? Is it not match play? That's match play championship. It used to be. Yeah. The PGA Championship used to be, not in our lifetime. Well, why would you have a major, though, that's a match play? That used to be the only way to play golf with match play. You didn't play the course, you played your opponent. No wonder why uh, Nicholas and all them have all those uh, major wins. They, they're tainted victories. No, they're not. Yeah, it's not the same. Tigers got to face everybody in the field. So did Nicholas and Palmer and those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. Nicholas won, his first major was in 1962, and I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the PGA Championship was not a match play tournament in 1962. But, I mean, we can do a top five golfers list if you want, because guess, I can tell you who's going to be number one on my list. It ain't fucking Tiger Woods. Palmer. Not Arnold Palmer either. I don't even know if Arnold Palmer makes my top five, to be honest with you. You're crazy. I'm not. Paul Hogan? Who? Hogan. Ben Hogan. Paul Hogan? Ben Hogan. Fucking. <laughs> ben Hogan. Ben Hogan probably on it. He might be. But no. Lee Trevino? Lee Trevino's a good one. Uh, Payne? Payne Stewart? No. His career was too short. If he, if oh, he, just but. Just uh, blame the dude because he didn't die. <laughs> because he can't. He, like, he really can't play. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying. I think he had two Who's major your, championships. Who was your number one? Jack Nicklaus. Why? What do you mean why? I just think he's an overrated player, that's all. Um, because he has 18 major championships? And that's only if you count professional he has, championships. He has 10 less tour victories than Tiger Woods. Who the fuck cares? And Sam Snead. So he's what? He's third on In the fact, list? my first pair of golf clubs was Sam Snead fucking uh, Woods. So what? 18 major championships. The thing, to me, the thing that separates... But how many of those major championships were match play where he didn't have to face the field? That's what my question is. I don't think any of them. And what what does that even matter? Because he doesn't have to face the competition. In fact, yeah, the competition, have, competition isn't the same now. It doesn't matter if you... Out- if Tiger played in the 60s and 70s, he would have won every major there was. The PGA Championship has been stroke play format since 1958. In fact... 1958, okay? 
Nichols didn't even win his first professional tournament until four years after that. So they say that Nicholas, debunks that argument. They say Nicholas is the top, the number one match play golfer of all time. Okay. I would disagree with that, but that's what they say. I'm, I would think that Tiger. And a lot of that's because most of his big wins were match. Uh, the seventy world play, world match play. It's There's a, only twelve people in that damn thing. It's a tournament designed to be match play, and no major championship since Nicholas has been a match play format. All right, let's do a top five golfers. You don't have to do them in order. Top five golfers. Okay. Top five golfers. Go. As far as what? What do you mean? It's are we going five. in order? Are you doing your favorite or are you doing best? I'm doing who I who I think is the top five golfer of all time. Jack Nicholas is number one. Hands down. You're going in order though? I mean, that's number one. I disagree, but that's fine. Let me tell you why. Jack Nicholas. So eighteen major championships, and that's only if you include if you only include professional championships. If you include amateur championships, Tiger actually has more. Alright? But Nicholas, eighteen professional majors. The thing that separates Nicholas from Tiger is how many times Nicholas finished second in those major championships. Nineteen times he finished second. That first loser. Tiger can't even do in that. He either wins or he doesn't even make Dude, a cut. Tiger's got one leg. You're trying to... No. He, all those back surgeries... Come. Stop. Jack Nicholas didn't face the competition he, he had. I would argue he faced better top competition. Because you had Gary Player, Tom Watson, Lee Trevino, Arnold Palmer... Fred Couples at the end of this... Harry Weiskopf. Boom, boom. Came on in, in the 80s. No. I love Fred. Everybody likes Fred... He's got 63 uh, tournament wins in his career. Good for him. He's only got one major. He's in, He's in my, He's my number one. Well, I mean, and that's fair. One major? Yes. 1992 Masters. I mean, you can. Nope. That's fine. You nope. want to only count that. He won the Players' Championship twice. 84, okay. 96. 12 years apart. Okay. Those are those are your majors. I think Nicholas won it three times. But he did. You just said it was a major, so now he's at 21. When they were match play, he did. They weren't match play. I I think they were. Okay, every tournament wasn't match play. You need to get off of that. Boom, boom. You need to get off that. Boom, boom's my number one. You need to get off that. Three major wins. Actually, if you count four, because that one uh, Masters that got canceled due to the strike. (laughs) Fucking lie. There was no golfer's strike. No. Stop. What, what which one? Which one got canceled because of the 1993. strike? 1993. That was Bernhard Lager's second Masters title. So that's wrong. No, they had to re- they restarted. No, they they canceled and they no, restarted they after no. three weeks. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No. That boom, boom's boom, boom's my number one. Lager won that Long one. Long after it driving throughout his career off the tee. In fact, if he didn't have all those back injuries, he'd probably been the best golfer of all time. That's fair. So, that's my number one. And your number one was Jack Nichols? Yep. Who's your number two? Uh, Probably Gary Player. Why? I mean, I think he's one of only five to win all four major championships. Um, first international winner at Augusta. Um, 
just a great ambassador for the game. Tiger is my number two. That's fair. He's the he's probably the best, but Boom Boom is my favorite. Tiger would be number three for me. Really? Yeah, number three. You just don't like black people. No, he's not black. <laughs> Even by his own admissions, he's not black. All right. Well, he's more Asian than black, but I think he's equal parts black and Asian. Who's your Who's your number four? Uh, number four. Probably Ernie Ailes. Really? Yeah, the Big Easy. Sec- second. He's not even the best South African. I didn't say he was. This is my favorite. He's one of my favorite golfers of all time. Got uh, what six? No, five major championships. Um, yeah, just all around. I mean, I would model anybody's golf swing after his. It's pretty, pretty easy and pretty fun to watch. But yeah, Ernie Ailes would be uh, be in my top five. Okay. Tom Watson, my, my number. That's a really good one. Four. I think he's easy to forget about. He's still about. fucking playing. He's easy to forget about. That 2009 British Open, when my boy Stuart Sink took him down in the playoff. But Watson was 50, he, 59 years he old had that back year. back-to-back 65s to beat Nicholas in that British Open. Which one? What do you, what do you mean, which one? Which one? 1977 British Open. What was that, Turnberry? Yeah, Nicholas shot 65 and 66, and he shot 65-65. He's good. They had a lot of good battles over the year. And then they played in Turner Mary in 2009. And he almost won it. Yeah. He should have won it. He lost in the playoff. Yep. Yep. I remember that like it was yesterday. That he, would have been his sixth. Although he didn't win a lot of tur- – he won half the tournaments. Boom, boom, won. He won a lot of majors. He was big in – Major, yeah, just like Nicholas. He won the most majors of all time and had 72 total victories. Six-time PGA Tour Player of the Year. Yeah, Tom Watson was a fucking good one. Made at least one cut per year from 1971 to 2007. Yeah. Almost 40 years. He's a good so, one. so there's my number four. He's a good one. Who's your next player? Uh, did my, you say Gary Player already? Yeah, he was my number two. Who did I say? Nicholas, Player, Woods, and Els? Yep. Um, probably my fifth. Don't he, say Phil. It was close, but uh, probably my fifth, even though I never saw him play, um, was Bobby Jones. That was back in the 20s and 30s, dude. He's the greatest amateur golfer. My God, golfer. he didn't even play anybody. He probably He's played the greatest, himself. The greatest amateur golfer. He's probably the only one entering the tournaments. Greatest amateur golfer that ever lived. The only golfer to win golf's four majors in one calendar year. Now, at that time, the Masters and PGA Championship didn't exist. So your four majors were the British Open and U.S. Open, the British Amateur and U.S. Amateur. And he won all four in the same year. And nobody's ever done that again. Tiger won all four championships consecutively, the modern championships, but it still wasn't in a calendar year. Plus the man is a founding, or is the founder, one of, of Augusta National and the Masters Tournament. And he's probably the best, I don't know if I should say this, 
He's one of the best athletes to ever come out of Georgia Tech. Let's just say that. Jesus. So, there you go. Which isn't hard to do. Robert Ty Jones at number five on my list. My number five is Greg Norman, the shark. The shark. I like that. He didn't win a lot because he had bad. He had some bad luck. He won a lot. He only won two majors though. Yeah, Bruce he would. He should have won seven or eight. He, he just had. Won, he should have won at least. He two didn't or have three a masters. lot of luck, but he was also the number one player on the rankings for three hundred and thirty-one weeks. Yeah, that's second place all time. Yep. Or so he's on, consecutive. Although he only won twenty tour, tour you know victories. Yeah. And only two majors, he was. You know, he, he could have won a lot more. So, the Shark, my number five. That's a good one. I like that. He got screwed over a couple times at Augusta National. By one of my... He only, the only major he won is the British Open twice. Yeah. But, yeah. He probably, he got screwed over by one of my, I guess, favorite, favorite villains on the golf course. Daily? No. Daily never won a Masters. No, I know he didn't win a match. Nick Faldo. Oh, fuck that guy. I don't I like, like Nick Faldo. I think he's I great. Don't. I wish he'd play more. But, yeah. Faldo, he would definitely be in my top ten, Nick Faldo. Yeah. And no Lee Tre- nobody had Lee Trevino or Billy Casper. Billy Casper was good. I didn't like Billy. He was probably the best golfer in the 60s. Better than Palmer and Nicholas at that time. Not Palmer, dude. Not Palmer. Nick Price. Nick Price was a good one. 91 Masters champion. Raymond Floyd. Raymond Floyd, 1974 Masters champion. I mean, Raymond Floyd was good. Raymond Floyd was good. There been a lot of good golfers. Jim Furyk, I always forget about him. I like him. He's good. He's still playing. He's good. He's got over 20 wins on the PGA Tour. Bernard Longer. Ber- Bernard Longer, two-time Masters champion. Probably the greatest golfer in the history of the senior PGA Tour, Champions Tour, whatever you want to call it. The man's 63 years old, and he's in second place in the Charles Schwab Cup right now. Tom Kite, he was Tom Kite was a good one. Won the 92 uh, U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Those those were our top five. Maybe not. Maybe our top five favorite. I think it was a mixture. Yeah. Maybe a mixture. Top five. I think my list was better, though, but. Well, of course you do. Mine was probably more realistic. Why would you think my list is better? Then it would be your list, too, and that wouldn't be any fun. No. <laughs> so, so that was our little golf update and maybe some of our, uh, you know, the best golfers there. Uh, did We had a question come in that was pretty good. Yeah, this one. This question is from Gina. And it relates to Major League Baseball in the upcoming season. Okay. And old Gina wants to know if we think the Rangers will be able to fill their stadium to capacity on opening day. Because that's what we've, we've just heard, that they're going to allow right. 100%. capacity. 100%. Yeah. And I think that was – so they had the World Series at that stadium last year, right? And that was the first year that stadium had been open. So this will be the second year of the stadium and the first year that any fans have gotten to to go to it. So yeah. I don't think they'll have they'll have any issues. I don't know if it'll be like full capacity, but uh, I, I think I you'll think, see a lot of people there. I think the state of Texas doesn't have a lot of smart people. 
<laughs> they're like way behind all the other states in far as people getting their vaccinations. Uh, most of them don't even believe uh, in the pandemic. So I think they'll pack out the stadium because there'll be people just wanting to prove that they can go somewhere and do whatever they want. Because it's, the governor of Texas last week already removed all the man, mask mandates and all that. Yeah, everything. And said everything, we're good and, you know, we don't really – we don't really believe in anything, so I think you'll just have a bunch of people that just want to prove they can go somewhere and do something. Yeah, everything uh, in Texas opening back up. Um, I think they have a, I don't know if you want to call it a stipulation, but uh, they're still going to require fans to wear masks unless they're actively eating or drinking at their seats. Um, and there was another one I saw about Local officials would be able to impose mitigation strategies such as reduced capacity of virus hospitalizations. If they exceed 15%, then they can come in and say, hey, can't have all these people here. So, barring some of that, you still have to wear a mask unless you're at your seat eating and drinking. I don't know if they'll be able to fill it up, but I think there'll be a lot of people there. I, I just I think they'll fill it up just, like I said, just because... People want to prove they can they can go somewhere and do something. Well, she had a follow up question that kind of do went it. with that, and she wants to know how ready we are for sporting events or just events in general, I guess, to be back at full capacity. But and I, if we had the opportunity, would we go to one? I think everything will be full capacity in the fall. Uh, so far, they put out some numbers. One in four adult Americans have already got one dose of vac- their vaccine. Yep. And, I mean, Biden's already said that they'll have enough by in the May to give every adult I think in Al- America to fucking get Alaska, and I know their population is yeah. only like 700,000. They've, they've had 25% of their population already get at least one dose. But Alaska said today sixteen. And they have enough for anybody over 16. Yep. Yep. It's going to, like, they, they got three or four vaccines right now available. Yep. I know I'm getting mine as soon as I can find an appointment. Yeah, I've been trying to get an appointment. Because uh, I'm open to get it. I just haven't been able to. But, yeah. I'll get but it. Sooner or later, everything's going to be open. Texas is kind of like the first ones to announce. I think they're doing it just kind of for show. But I, I think everybody's ready. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm ready. ready. I just think some of the, these tex, Texas fans are, you know, well, obviously, you know, I don't like Texas. I'm so. fucking ready. I hope. I haven't heard any news on, on minor league baseball. Have you? No. I hope like, uh, I love baseball is about dead. I'd love to go to a Greenville Drive game. I'd love to. You probably be able to this year. They, I mean, they may maybe they'll push the minor league season back a couple of weeks or a month. And I'm not even a drive a drive fan, but I love the stadium. It's right in the middle of downtown Greenville. It's got a great atmosphere. It's fun watching live baseball. I really don't care who's playing. I'll sit around and watch it. I'm just ready to get. Get out of the house other than work in the damn grocery store. But, yeah, we're ready. Given the opportunity. So, Gina, if you're listening, get your fucking vaccine. Because I don't know if you're married or not, but if you are, I imagine your husband's ready to get the fuck out of the house. So, get vaccinated. Uh, do you know if Gina's a lady? Yeah, Gina's a lady. Okay. Yeah. I don't know any Gina's name... Any any dudes named Gina? I didn't know if you if you thought it was Gene and you just kind of no, it's Gina. Spelled uh-huh. like 
vagina minus the va. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. So we had our first uh, female listener send in a question. So that was a good one, too. Yeah, that was a good one. So I just had lunch at world-famous Arnold's in Pattersville. I had the, the world-famous fish dog uh, tell them that Single Shot sent you. It's a revolutionary meal. Uh, you, you won't be disappointed. But regardless of that, they also have excellent hamburgers. They have, uh, you know, steaks, grilled chicken, uh, salmon, uh, awesome salads. You can get a hamburger plate for $6.99. I, I love their home fries. I even, I love their damn coleslaw. Their house salad, you know, you name it, uh, they've got it. Uh, the the quality and, and price is unmatched for what you get. I I would eat there over Outback 101 times out of 100. So, when, you know, when I'm giving this plug, and I don't give plugs, you know, I'm not giving anybody willy-nilly plugs for nothing. You know, they can't pay me enough uh, to advertise a bad product. So, Arnold's in Powdersville, you know, uh, go visit Matt, go visit Kevin. Tell them Single Shot sent you. They may give you a nice surprise. Who knows? All right, so uh, Gamecock Will's a bitch. He, he called in. He wants to know our top five dunkers, which is a good question because I want to get uh, into the gunk contest we had this weekend the last five years have been the dunk contest has been terrible this year we had three players only only three players three only three players three players yeah. three dunkers one dunker from the from the indiana pacers cassius stanley he's in the g league he's played two minutes in the in the nba this year he was in the dunk contest three so not even full, not they weren't even all full time. No. Yeah, so Cassius Stanley's a rookie in the G League. Then you have Anthony Simmons, who only completed, or he he only made two dunks all year. He's like a six two guard. He's only attempted two dunks all year for the Trailblazers. And then you had Obi Toppin, who is twelfth on the Knicks in minutes per game. So what? Is there is there no incentive to participate in a dunk contest? Players, well, so you got like I couple, know they had it at halftime of the game this year, right? Yeah, so, so that's got, probably a big reason. Well, so you got a couple reasons. Big players, one, they don't want to risk getting hurt because you got to practice dunks. Like you got to right. think of a dunk, then you got to mm-hmm. practice it, and then you have the NBA's turned more into a shooting league. I, yeah, I can see that. So, like the days of. Practicing dunks, like or doing all that, it's over. So now that what they should do is, if you go on YouTube and you can watch all these YouTubers do dunks, crazy dunks, why don't you just let eight random YouTube dunkers do the dunk contest? I'd watch that. Now that that's a good idea. That'd be exciting. But to have three players in the NBA, one's not even in the NBA, to do a dunk contest, it's terrible. You and no no stars. Nobody wants to watch it. Yeah, I mean. So like when we were growing up, you had the the Dominique Wilkins, the Jordans. Yep. You had all you had Kobe Bryant, Sean Shaq. Kemp. Yeah, you had all those guys participating. Yep. And now, I don't know what's what kind of prize do you get for winning the thing? Do you get any? Is there any? Like, it used to be a million dollars. That's what I'm saying. Is there any money on the line? Or you just get a trophy. It's a trophy. 
There's got to be some incentive. But I like your idea to just get like eight random people who claim they can dunk. Like if I saw your name on a dunk list, like a list of you're going to be dunking at the halftime of the NBA All-Star game, I'm tuning in all day. I'm watching that. I think that would be absolutely awesome. Yeah, so I'm not even sure what they want. Uh, I, I do know that Cassius Stanley had the best dunk of the night, and he was eliminated in the first round. <laughs> Once they showed the replay, his dunk was best, and he didn't—he only got like a forty-five. So, so how there's what's the scoring system on dunks? They have judges. You see, you have the judges, and then so in the first round, each player has two dunks, and they do the points to fifty. Well, the championship round, they don't do points; they just pick the player they think had the better dunk. They should have just did that the whole time once they could see all the dunks and then say, okay, this guy was better. Because when you first give a number, sometimes you don't know how other people are going to score and you don't know how you're going to score it. So the guy that went first kind of got a raw deal because they gave him the toughest grade on a dunk. That's... And then the last round, the championship, they just got the, 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 the five judges just picked the player they thought had the better dunk. That's insane. So it was all screwed up. Uh, I can't even find what he won. I think he just won the trophy. He just won a trophy. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so yeah, he just won a trophy. I don't I don't think he won anything. Well So again, they like go on YouTube, watch some of these YouTubers do some dunks you've never seen. But you know, as far as like the NBA dunk contest is dead. It's been dead for five, six years. Yeah, that's pretty – that's a lame way. Like, I get the whole – they're trying to do everything in a timely manner this year because of the pandemic and all, but at I least mean, get some, some reputable people I mean, in Cassius it. Stanley, he did have – he broke he broke the record for the vertical at the combine. He was actually over the max. They don't even have – he was over like 45 inches vertical. What do you mean over the max? Oh, that's as over far the as the gauge goes. What, yeah. I got you. He was over. He had the biggest. He had the biggest uh, vertical ever. So he got in, but he's not even mm. playing the NBA right now. Yeah, that's. So, it looks like AT and T provided hundred dollar, hundred thousand contribution for the three dunkers, forty thousand for the winner, and thirty for each runner up. I don't know if that's a donate. It looks like that's probably a donation to their favorite charity. So they didn't even get anything. So you don't even get. There's no incentive. That's why the players don't. That's why you don't see to play LeBron. It. LeBron's never been in a dunk contest. He never that will. That would be. be awesome. I think that would be awesome. I think they should have team dunk contest. They did one year. They did. Did team. they? It, but it was. They had a. I think it's 2007. They did a team. Well, they had a team of dunkers. Not like a, like the Trailblazers, but like they had like three All Stars on each team, and they did a team. So there was a team theme one year, but the dunk contest is pretty much dead. Yeah, I mean, I like your idea about getting just eight random people. Yeah, like like I I mean, if they let me use a trampoline, I'd do it. But <laughs> I don't think I think they should allow that. I'd try it. As long as, if you can put the ball in the basket, it doesn't matter how you jump. If you I, want to use a jetpack, use a jetpack. Nah, I'm, I, I mean, would not want to be sitting in the seats. I mean, it could be dangerous, I guess, but 
So we can go to the top five dunkers of all time if you want to do that. Yeah, we can do that. You do you have one in mind? I mean, I have a few in mind. Um, probably the easiest one to name would Vince be Vince Carter. He's on my list. So, Jordan. All right, we'll start with him. Yeah, Michael Jordan. I was going to say first, just because. He's got the iconic jump from the foul line. Yeah, the dude was a revolutionary. As Although far as he was within, the, he was actually past the line, but whatever. Then you're just sitting on semantics. He his foot crossed the line, but they give it to him. So, but you know, so Jordan would be number one. I mean, he dunked in games. Some of his, I've got the. There was one game I forget who they're playing, but he doesn't jump from the foul line. But he's it's a pretty wide open dunk. Zach Levine? I don't know. Jordan. Oh, well, he Levine did that too in, in a game. No, I'm talking about from the game, though. You know, he's got the tongue flying. Yeah. He's got that thing palmed, and he rears back and just jams it home. I mean, in Space Jam, his Plus arms he was on spread, space like, jam, so. his arms stretched out like 10 feet. It was the whole court. Yeah. It wasn't 10 feet, so yeah. Yeah, you're right. Michael Jordan, probably my, my number one guy. I mean, Vince Carter... I don't have a number one. Vince Carter, Tra- Tracy McGrady were, are in my top five. Well, as far as dunking in a game, Kobe would be my on my number one. It's not mine. My number one's a college player, all-time greatest dunker in the history of basketball, hands down. Who? Ishmael Muhammad. The dude, he was okay. The dude owned gravity like people own pets. He could make that shit do whatever he wanted. It didn't apply to him. He was dunking over you, through you, around you, whatever you wanted. That, but that's why Kobe is my number one because he posterized Yao Ming, Dwight Howard, Ben Wallace, Tim Duncan in games. He's dunking over these seven footers and putting his nuts in their face in <laughs> NBA games. And people hated him for that. No, I think it's great. So, he he's my number one. Sean Kemp's my number two. He doesn't get a lot of love because he was actually so tall. And it made it look like he wasn't. He was a good one, though. Making much ever, but he was a monster. Nah, he was, he, he was, was a good one. Like, to hell with a dunk contest. He'd just break your arm when he dunked. He'd just dunk right on you, fall on your leg, like, fall well, on your arm. And that's why I got Vince Carter on mine. Because that guy was just an awesome, just an awesome dunker. Yeah, I mean, Vince Carter, he's got to be on everybody's, everybody's list. Spud Webb, like, is he, no. to me, Spud is not, he's he's 5'7", so like everybody's like, oh man, he can dunk it, but Spud, he couldn't really do anything. Spud's not on mine, but Muggsy is. The dude was 5'3". But you're talking about all-time dunkers. I don't care. He's 5'3". So? He's 5'3". He's got almost five feet to jump before he can even touch the rim. And the dude, there's video of him, one dunk, and he's almost hitting his head on the rim. 5'3". Yeah. 5'3". You ever seen that picture of Manute Bowl and him when they played, who did they play for, the Sixers? Manute Bowl's 7'7", Muggsy's 5'3". Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah, he's like an ant lifting his own body weight, except he's a tiny human jumping as tall as he is. 
Harold Harold Miner's on my list too. He won two dunk contests. He he won in '95 over Dominique, Michael Jordan, and all of them. Look at that. I mean, I, I, yeah. Mugs but that doesn't make him a good dunker. The fact that he can. He's five foot three. I, I get I get it. I guess. I mean, damn. I look at it different than you do. I look five at foot three. ability. That is ability. You're five foot three and you can dunk a basketball on a ten foot goal? Come on. Dwight Howard's my next one. I like Dwight Howard. Didn't he do that cupcake or whatever? I don't he know. Cupcake or something? What's that mean? He put a cupcake on the rim and took a bite out of it. It's totally possible. And I know he wore the Superman cake, but Yeah. But he was seven foot like He's another guy. He he showed power when he dunked. So, are you Harold dis- Miner is baby dis- Jordan. Are you discounting him because he was no, tall? No, like he's Kent? a good dunker. I'm just saying. So, I, I named Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, Harold Miner. Who else did I say? Sean Kemp and Kobe. That's my five. I thought you said Spud. No, I mentioned Spud. Uh, I said a lot of people think he's a top five dunker because yeah. of his height. But just because you're 5'7", don't make you a good dunker. No. Just, Jordan... Jordan, Carter, uh, Muggsy. Who else did I say? Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard and number one all-time, Ishmael Muhammad. Greatest ever. Who nobody really knows. Except for me, I do. Doesn't matter. Look him up. The guy's got endless dunk highlights on YouTube. So so that, that was a good question. That's a fun question. I wish we could show you a video of some dunks yeah. while we're talking about them. That'd been cool, but as far as to me, Kobe's the best in-game dunker because he just he would just post you. He wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, that's pretty. I would agree with that. He he. People hate him for it. So rest hate, in peace, Kobe. Hate greatness. He'd be rest in pieces. That was a bad joke. Too early for that. Sorry. <laughs> rest in peace, Kobe. 